Welcome to In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Hello and welcome along to this week's In the Spotlight, the weekly Witham podcast with me, Stuart Laundy. There's a distinct Eurovision flavour to the show this week, but more about that in a moment. A bit later on, I'll be introducing you to the music of American singer-guitarist Ariel. Uh, she's providing the support when uh, the band When Rivers Meet come to the Witham on May the 19th. And Beverly Redfern will be along a bit later as well to tell us what's on at the Witham in the next seven days. But first to this week's special guest. Singer-songwriter Susanna Marie Cork, who performs as Surrey, hit the headlines in 2018 when she was picked by the public to represent the UK at the Eurovision Song Contest with the song Storm. However, she also hit the headlines when a protester stormed the stage and grabbed the microphone off her while she was performing live. Well, five years down the line and she's back with a brand new album called Building a Woman, which is released on May the 14th, and then she heads out on a UK tour, which includes a gig at the Witham on Tuesday, June the 6th. It is in fact the only Northern date on the tour and we're really looking forward to welcoming her. I caught up with Siri a few days ago and I began by asking her whether it seemed like five years had passed since that infamous night on stage at the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, it has. It's strange. It it does feel like five years ago. Um, but then when May comes around and all the lovely memories and all the familiar faces, events and appearances, it sort of does feel like yesterday. Um, it has gone by in a flash and uh, it's just a wonderful, a wonderful world to be a part of in any capacity. But to be reminded of all of that roller coaster five years ago, it is um, it's a very unique thing to be an alumni of. Yeah. How long how how long are you sort of in the Eurovision bubble for? Because when when you took part, um, am I right in thinking you were in in a sort of I remember them as a song for Europe uh, uh, where you had to be chosen by the viewers of the BBC or something like that. So so how how long does the sort of Eurovision bubble thing last? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was still part of a national um, selection show. It was called You Decide at that time. But ah. Song for Europe, you know, it's it's had all those. Um, it's that similar idea and that would have been, well, it was a solid six months of work that I was in that bubble, but I, um, I'd i been working for the BBC as a songwriter throughout 2017, the year before. So really, I'd been on a an almost 12-month uh, journey with that particular project. And, and and once Eurovision's over, is that it? I mean, are you just dropped like a stone <laughs> without, put, without putting too far in a finer point on it? No, you really are. And I think this is what it's... Um, it's tricky to prepare some people for that, especially, you know, some contestants and participants are really quite young and it's a gorgeous thing to see, but they may not have done much performing experience. They might not have trod the boards too much. So they might not also be used to that creative freelance experience of being very heavily involved in a wonderful family for an intense amount of time and then Saturday night midnight it's over the team are working on another show they get onto another contract and you have to get on with your life now obviously because of what happened to me there was a fallout we didn't stop at midnight on that Saturday night things were very serious there were police uh, statements, security, you know, there were all sorts of debriefs we had to do. And then because the press for all was quite intense, it carried on for a few weeks. Fortunately, in a way, then I had a tour booked and overlapped. So I did keep working. So although that bubble pops, I was still back on stage and still uh, performing. 
I mean, despite what happened on stage that night, do you still do you carry fond memories of the of the whole experience? Oh my god, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, there was a, a unique ten seconds that I experienced on stage. But as I said, I had six months or more up to that point that were absolutely wonderful, and I learned so much through that time. I met so many wonderful people that have still become friends. You know, five years later, actually that that bubble may pop, but you do click with some lovely people in the industry that you, um, that now you share your, your life with. So the fond memories, um, yeah, I'm full up with those. I really am. Like I mentioned, we're, we're into Eurovision season season. Now I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, it's a year or two since I followed Eurovision. I had to look this up. So uh, give us your thoughts on May Muller and I wrote a song. She is great. I've met her a few times now at a few events and, 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 you know, uh, they call them pre-parties. They do promotional gigs ahead of the big the big show. And I was hosting one in Madrid that she was performing at. We were both at the London one. She knows her stuff. This is not her first gig. Uh, you know, she supported Little Mix and has performed at that arena. She knows what she's doing. And she's really sassy. She's really savvy online. She's got great humour and banter. And so I think she's going to have a really, really good time. Now then, we're actually here to talk about your new record and the tour that comes up as well. I'm assuming that um, releasing the record, uh, which is called Building a Woman, on May the 14th is uh, is a deliberate thing. <laughs> yes, Stuart. Not just a hat rack. Um, you know, every year when there's a little flutter of interest in dear old Surrey, oh, she crawled out from under a rock. What is she doing now? I thought it would make sense to present you with some new music around that time. And as predominantly, I'm a piano singer songwriter. I always was before Lisbon 2018. And I returned to that as quickly as I possibly could. Eurovision was a fascinating slightly confusing creative diversion and pivot so to bring out this album just after Eurovision when I can hopefully soothe some of those hungover heads with some piano singer songwriting um, that was absolutely the plan well before we get into it we'll uh, we'll play a track from the album I think this one was released as a single I'm not 100% sure you might correct me on that this is Treading Water what can you tell me about this song Treading Water absolutely has been released. It's out already, uh, which is the little video that I, I filmed at Manamana Studios as well. And it just came out of my frustration of how much I procrastinate. I love what I do, but also I love to procrastinate until I get to that point where I'm so frustrated about wasting my own time. So that's where Treading Water came from. still alive How am I supposed to know inside When I'm right or wrong How do we decide Treading water in a pool that 
Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham. So you're listening to In the Spotlight with me, Stuart Laundy. It's the weekly Witham podcast, and I'm delighted to say that in this Eurovision Song Contest season, joining me is Suri, who you might remember from the 2018 competition. Um, her song Storm was the entry that year, and uh, Storm was certainly um, uh, the right word to describe what happened when uh, when the stage was invaded. But we've covered that sort of thing in the first part of this interview. What we're talking about now is Suri's new album, which is called Building a Woman. You just heard a track there called uh, Treading Water, which was the first single from the album. It's released on May the 14th. And I'm delighted to say she's coming up to the Witham on Tuesday, June the 6th, uh, to play her only northern gig of a UK tour. So tell me, first of all, about Building a Woman. What's the, Is there a theme to it? Is it just a collection of songs that you've put together over the last year or two? What's, uh, what, what's, the, what's, what's behind Building a Woman? It is, I'm afraid, not hugely profound. It is just me as a woman, as a 34-year-old woman, trying to work out who I am what on earth I'm doing on this wiggly planet and what I'm supposed to be doing. So it is this in-progress human um, that you see or hear in front of you. It is just me. And uh, and the theme is, you know, every day, 
existential crises that we all generally deal with um, and inspiration taken from here, there and everywhere, uh, especially, of course, through the pandemic. I had an abundance of time to sit and think and read and write um, that had negative and positive connotations, of course. But that this record has come from that time. Am I right in thinking this is your third studio album? That's absolutely correct, Stuart. Yeah, Something Beginning With was my debut in 2016. And then I followed that up in 2019 with the concept album, Dozen, which was 12 covers. And now this is the third one. How does this fit in with the other two albums? Is it a progression? Is it just something completely different? Is it a case of you sitting down thinking, oh, I better get another album knocked out? (laughs) Well, yeah, a little bit of that. Um, It certainly is a progression from Something Beginning With, which was my first collection full collection of Surrey songs if you like dozen the concept album was really spawned from the post Eurovision time where I'd been I wouldn't say catapulted into um this sort of international platform because it is a bit of a boomerang you sort of put out there and then kind of thrust back but there was some international interest especially after what happened to me on stage and yet as I said before creatively on stage that was really truly Surrey if you like so Dozen was this brilliant way of getting back to the piano with a string ensemble which is how I love to arrange and how I love to work but honestly I didn't have the original songs yet I was quite confused internally and I couldn't find the words and I was stuck in that place for a little while. And again, it was really kind of lockdowns that forced me off that sparkly treadmill of the Eurovision circuit and um, and forced me to think a little bit more inwardly. So building a woman definitely progresses from something beginning with, but uh, is a nice relief to actually coming back to finding original songs again. Is it fair to say that um, even without Eurovision, this is the path you would have taken? You'd have you'd have you've pursued music as uh, as a sort of career choice. Hundred uh, percent. There was nothing else on the table for me, uh, and I knew that from about eleven or twelve years old. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know how that was going to be a thing. I didn't know. Certainly, didn't know how to make an income from it. I'm still working that out. But I knew that music for me would be my life in some capacity, in any capacity. And Eurovision was one beautiful, bizarre, brilliant, uh, I would say blip. I was going for the alliteration. It's not a blip, but it was just one piece of the puzzle. I'd been doing so many projects up to that point. Um, I left school at 18. I'd just started working in the industry, theatre and music. So I had done all sorts before Eurovision and continued to do all sorts musically after. So when you come to the Witham on June the 6th, what sort of, what can we, what can we expect from a Surrey performance? Yeah, you can expect a lot of heart, a lot of soul and musical storytelling. Now the show is called Cover Me because I do love putting my own interpretation on songs that you may probably will recognise, know and love. So there will certainly be covers as well as originals. I wouldn't be obnoxious uh, 
or ambitious enough to think that people would just want to come and hear Building a Woman, a record that they've not heard yet, and to take a punt on me with that. So, of course, there'll be some original songs, and I'd love to share a bit of me with you and that audience, but there will be covers. I've always loved interpreting other people's works that I, uh, I'm hugely influenced and inspired by. And you'll get me at the piano. So it's very stripped back. It's very vulnerable. It's very exposing. And I love that intimacy. The arena experiences I had with Eurovision were incredible. I never will forget that. And I will always cherish it. But for me, sitting at a piano with a smaller audience, being able to see the whites of each other's eyes, that for me is live art. And that for me is the series show that I hope you'll come and see. Uh, we're going to end now with another track from the new album. This one's called If I Know All the Things I Know Now. What's what's that one all about? Yeah, thanks for picking this one out, Stuart, because this one is very dear to me. I lost my grandpa just before COVID. And I suppose in a way... Uh, it's the wrong way of phrasing it but I'm almost grateful he passed then and we were able to have the funeral we were able to gather we were able to pay our respects because I know so many people lost people a few months later and could not um, have those moments with their loved ones my grandpa was a remarkable man he was a German Jewish uh, refugee. He was the only member of my family that survived the, the Holocaust and made it out from after Kristallnacht, unfortunately, the rest of the family uh, were sent to Auschwitz and Treblinka. And it's since his passing that I have learned more and more and more about the man. And it's incredible and frustrating because the more I learn about him now that he's died, the more people talk and share these memories and stories and, oh, remember when he did this and this and this, the more I learn the more I want to ask him about it, the more I have questions that I want him to answer. And sadly, I don't have that opportunity anymore. So if I knew all the things I know now comes from that, but it's a lovely, you know, warm kind of honouring of him because this remarkable life inspires me um, continually. So that's where the song came from. What a brilliant uh, tribute to your granddad. That's all I can say. Suri, thank you very, very much for joining me. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. And we shall see you on Tuesday, June the 6th. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to be up in Barna Castle at the Witham. I'm so looking forward to it. And thank you for having me. See?
for a year If I could buy back the time I would spend all my money To see one more smile And hear one more story I left it too late to get to know you If I Thanks once again to Siri, who I'm sure you agree was an absolutely brilliant guest this week. Uh, don't forget, she's coming to the Witham on Tuesday, June the 6th. Tickets are available now. You can go online to www.thewitham.org.uk and get them there, or you can call the box office on 01833 631107. Right, let's find out what's coming up at the Witham in the next seven days. Here's Beverly Redfern. Well, the first event that I want to mention is a new art class. It's run by Anne Lee and it starts on Tuesday, May the 9th. It runs from 10am and it's every Tuesday throughout May. Now, Anne is well known to lots of us, as well as being a volunteer at the Witham in the cafe. She's uh, a practising artist and she is absolutely wonderful. Thursday night, film night, and we're showing the Oscar-nominated Living, which stars Bill Nye. 
The screening is from 7 o'clock and the film will be shown with subtitles. Coming to the stage on Saturday, May the 13th, is the acclaimed singer-songwriter Ian Bailey. He joined us on the podcast last week. You may have heard him. Ian will be performing an evening of acoustic music from his back catalogue right up until the most recent album, You Paint the Pictures. As always, details of these and all future events at the Witham are available online at www.thewitham.org.uk In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show once again. We're going to finish with a bit of music and it comes from American singer-guitarist Ariel. She's providing the support uh, when the band When Rivers Meet bring their UK tour to the Witham on Friday, May the 19th. Ariel's got a new album out and this is the title track from it. It's called 73. Now I'll say cheerio and we'll see you next time. Ta-da! Ain't no f-
fastest Thanks for listening to In The Spotlight from The Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Available on all major podcast platforms. So please give us a follow and leave a comment or listen online at www.thewitham.org.uk. We'll be back soon with another episode.